0: Alright ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday night. I'm Elio, he's Ben, this is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how are you?
1: I'm good my friend. Uh, thank you for accommodating me moving the time of the show this evening. I know I was a little bit later than you like, but hopefully that also means that we don't have interruptions and uh, we can get this show out of the way a little bit quicker. Oh you mean like this? Yes, exactly. And also, <laughs> and, and also your parents yelling in Italian and
0: scaring the crap out of me. Now, Tommy, right, now you see me, I've taken breaks, I've stepped away from the computer to go get stuff done around at a certain time, that being, of course, 9 p.m. And tell me, when I've stepped away from the computer and you heard all the noise here, did you, were you getting scared? Were you about to wet your
1: pants? Yeah, yes, I and mean, actually, actually, ladies and gentlemen, I may have told this story on the, on the podcast before. You know, sometimes, sometimes when Elio and I tell stories, we kind of embellish them a little bit for entertainment purposes. But I, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, the first, the first time his mother started yelling, Back in the early days of our show, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, no, and, and 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 not not only that, but like, it it, it made me jump, and um, I have a startled reflex, and um, my knee my knee hit the bottom of my uh, desk here, and it, it was just like, "Ow!" <laughs> um. So yeah. Let's um, let's hope that um, Elio's mom and dad are uh, are feeling extra quiet this evening because it might uh, it, it might help the show go a little smoother. All
0: right. Uh, so, um, how was your week? Very slow. Uh,
1: I I don't know I don't know why, but it it just seemed to. Uh, to just drag and drag and
0: drag. Well, last weekend was holiday for you guys, right? So, and uh, last Thursday was ours.
1: Oh, the the previous Thursday before that? Oh, okay. Yeah, on
0: the, the first was uh, Kennedy, and uh, I believe this past weekend was July 4th, 4th of July.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, it's probably why it's been slow here as well, because uh, we're coming off of a holiday, a long weekend.
1: Yes, yeah, so well, t- I'll tell you one thing. WWE television certainly doesn't give us a holiday; they give us a funeral march. Oh well, let me
0: tell you what we got planned for today's show because I told you about this new segment that I thought I had thought up um um the other day when I was yes. uh, sitting down watching wrestling TV. So we, of course, we have Monday Night Raw. NXT, which had the Great American Bash, then we have AEW Road Rager, which is a weird name. I don't know if if that was supposed to replace Bash, uh, Bash of the Beach against
1: it's well, no, no, no. They called it that because this was um this was AEW's first show back on the road. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no! I'm saying I was about to say because it looked, it looked, uh, the, it looked the same. The graphics look the same as they used for Bachelor Beach when they called it Road Ranger because this is the last time they're in Daly's place.
1: No, actually, 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 no. The last time they were in Daly's place was the week before, and they they were in Miami, um, for Road oh wait, that,
0: that that's right. Okay, I was saying. Right, no, they're going back to Daily's place, I believe next month for the last time. Yeah. All right, so um, so we have Raw, NXT Green Maker Bash, AEW, and SmackDown. In addition, we're gonna have, um, I'm going to, I found a video on a TikTok the other day, because I follow a bunch of wrestling accounts, so like I'll come across something interesting or whatever that might be cool. So I found a video by this uh, creator on there where he ranked the top five worst wrestling themes in history.
1: See, and, and this I want to hear because typically when Elio when finds these lists on TikTok or Instagram, I'm, I'm just about ready to uh, knock these creators out because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, you know, every, I mean, everybody has their opinion, but some of these uh, come off remarkably stupid. So hopefully, I don't have to have. A, hopefully, I don't have to have an extra hissy fit because today, ladies and gentlemen, and I was telling Elio this off the air, so he's already he's already well prepared. He has his ear protection in place. I am going to go on two rants, the likes of which I don't think you've ever heard on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast because there were, there were parts of both Raw and SmackDown that positively made my head spin that, as if I was in some sort of exorcist film. Oh, wow. And But on the positive side... And there there are positives to this week, ladies and gentlemen, because um, after Monday Night Raw, which was taped last week, so this upcoming
0: hey, hold on hold on this past Monday was was our, our taped edition.
1: No, so the the one that's coming up and that's going to air on Monday that was that was taped last week. Oh, this
0: one that's uh, airing this week coming up.
1: Yeah, oh, and so yeah. the so Monday Night Raw will be the last. Um, will be the last Thunderdome show. Thank Christ. Right. Thank the Lord. Thank the wrestling gods above. Because
0: now, yeah, go this needs
1: to stop now.
0: Now, we're, the, when we're, the way we're going to end the show... Now, Ben, I told you about this segment. Do you have your remote control?
1: I can grab it if I need to.
0: Well, because, um, you see, we're going to have to go back to 1983. And we are going to look at two episodes from Southwest Championship Wrestling from March of 1983.
1: Oh boy, I wasn't even a thought yet. <laughs> I was
0: nine years old when these shows aired. I didn't even know because uh, I wasn't even watching wrestling. I started watching in
1: 1984. Y- yes, and ladies and gentlemen, I always tell this story when this when this topic comes up. But it, it bears repeating because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Little Elio was sitting in class. And can't you just imagine the adorable picture? I wasn't sitting in class. I was walking into class. There was... Oh, oh, piss off! <laughs> Let me tell this story so I see you can avoid the embarrassment of telling it yourself because it's absolutely. Go ahead. So two of Leo's classmates are sitting in are sitting in class discussing Hulk Hogan and whatever happened. Um. Wrestling. Whatever way. happened, he he won the WF championship after defeating the well, Iron Okay, I, well, you're not... You didn't tell me the exact week or the exact time frame. You should have told me that beforehand. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I told you this story you're already. Be,
1: you're going to beat me to the punchline, bitch. <laughs> go ahead, go up, ahead. Sit down, shut up. No, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So, as Elio just described what was happening this week, and as I said, I would have been well served to have known that ahead of time, but nonetheless, this makes his crime even more egregious. So, in a way, that's kind of good. So, little little Elio hears two of his classmates discussing Hulk Hogan, and this little dumbass turns around and goes... Who's Hulk Hogan? Now, I have an excuse because I wasn't born for another five years. But this nine-year-old nerd had no idea who Hulk Hogan was.
0: Excuse me, I was 10 and I hadn't Uh, even been watching wrestling.
1: at, At 10 years old? My God, you're such a rookie. I mean, I was watching wrestling at three. What the hell's wrong with you? Get your shit together, man. Yes, but I know more wrestling history than you. So
0: you are well, a, you are a student. That's because
1: you're an elder citizen. An <laughs> elder citizen? What? You're, you're much, much closer to receiving your AARP card than I am. <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> okay, so
0: we're going we're gonna to take a look at Southwest Championship Wrestling. Um, and uh, actually, uh, even before you, we went on the air tonight, before you uh, logged in, I started watching two episodes. Of, well, I started watching, I'm on the third now, but three episodes from Memphis Wrestling. And that's going to be in a future episode of the PNC.
1: Oh, is is that why your username is walking in Memphis? Yes, sir. You see, I, at first I was confused because the uh, I've I've told or i seen fans about your habit of scaring the shit out of me before we hit the record button. Well, today he was showing me a picture of Christopher Lee in his classic Dracula role, and um. You know, so that I respected because, you know, that's historic, but, but yes, typ- but typically, Elio just loves to scare the shit out of me with these, uh, with these, um, horror scene pictures. And, uh, you know, so that's why I have to call him out over not knowing who Hulk Hogan was at the age of 10. What the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway. Well, I I immediately got acquainted with who Hulk
0: Hogan was that weekend because I started watching wrestling.
1: Well, golf clap for you. <laughs> I, actually, actually no, this my my previous clap made noise. So here you go, golf clap.
0: All right, all right. So uh, we say we into uh, this week
1: uh,
0: in wrestling. Ugh god do we have to so monday night oh boy where do i begin with this show so well there was a dark match no there were two dark matches prior to them i'm yeah i believe they were filmed for they were taped for the main event okay well i didn't
1: hear about these so i'm curious
0: well because no one watches the main event
1: yeah, the, the fact the fact.
0: Uh, unless you're you a
1: WB nerd
0: that watches WB twenty four seven, no one watches no.
1: main event. No, I I don't I don't understand why that show still exists.
0: So the two matches they had were Tegan Knox versus Tony Storm and Drew Gulag versus Karrion Cross.
1: Oh God, you mean to tell me they put. Carrying across back on main event after what happened the first time he was on it. Wait, did you mm. did you at least watch that one? No, but I, I saw the I saw the entrance that he had because it went viral oh. and then oh.
0: WWE being the was it was, it, it was nothing like his NXT entrance. No, it, n-
1: nothing at all. It was completely generic and stupid. Oh, and, and Scarlet wasn't even there.
0: Oh. Wow.
1: So anyway, anyway, um, so WWE obviously uh, took flack once this video started making the rounds on Twitter and what such, and WWE being the power-hungry, control assholes that they are, I'm talking about corporate, not the performers, um... They, they were uh, issuing copyright strikes to all the accounts that had shared that, um, that imagery of uh, Cross's entrance because it made them look bad. Well, if it makes them look bad, then why would you release it on social media, first of all? <laughs> and second of all, why would you even put that on main event? Because... Now, I I know they like to treat all of their shows that are not Raw and SmackDown as non-existent entities, but the fact is, you put this on Main Event, which is a WWE-owned product, so obviously it's going to get out there if it's on camera, you motherfucking pieces of shit.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right, so let's get into the first match. Um, Well, the... Do do you have any highlights from this show?
1: Can you, can you oh, one oh my god! Well, that 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 might be difficult because I'm gonna
0: go. I'm gonna say my, one of my highlights was John Morrison and Ricochet.
1: Yes, absolutely. But unfortunately, as much as I agree with you, we know exactly where this is gonna go because they're just gonna beat the shit out of it since. Uh, Ricochet had that, um, you know, really cool moment that went viral with the crossbody over the, um, over the barricade last week, or two. I think it might have been two weeks ago at this point. But, um, but since that went viral, they are just gonna beat the shit out of John Morrison versus Ricochet now. But having said that, th- uh, this match on um, Monday Night Raw. Uh, was e- easily the best thing on the show outside of AJ Styles versus uh versus Riddle, which I thought was very, very which Which I thought was a good match.
0: In match number two, we had Piper Niven and Eva Marie, and Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler defeating Alexa Bliss, Oscar hey. Naomi, and Nikki Ash. Okay,
1: well, first of all, and I, I don't i don't mean i don't mean this as in fuck Nikki Cross. I'm talking about fuck Nikki Ash's gimmick because it, it is completely completely absurd. Now, we've talked about how um the reports were that she created it, and i i ran this by a friend of mine, and I understand that that it. it that that was the case. Now, um, when I spoke to my to my friend about this, actually a mutual friend of ours, um, he addressed it as being a, uh, a a desperate attempt for her to stay relevant on the roster, um, which which may very well be the case. But the, the fact is, not not, not only. We, not only is it on her to create it but somebody has to approve that to appear on TV now we know who those two motherfuckers are well three if, if you want to add the beaver to the list um but um you know this this gimmick is absolutely ridiculous what was, what was re- what was wrong with Nikki Cross when she was insanity? Sanity? Why can't they just go with that version or the, or the version I've heard that faced Asuka in NXT? That was an awesome match. You remember that?
0: Yep.
1: But no, we got to get Nikki Ash, a.k.a. Nikki, almost a superhero. And you know, I, I really thought that this was a stroke of genius on your part. The title of our last episode was almost not quite, which I really appreciated on on your uh, on your part. Now, let me let me explain to you the stupidity that was this situation with this match. Not only do, not only is this Piper and Evan and Eva Eva Marie business continuing. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Vince McMahon is a gigantic fan of how this storyline is playing out. I don't know what the fuck he's
0: looking at. What storyline?
1: The Piper and Evan Eva Marie storyline? He loves it. Okay. (laughs) Ladies Ladies and gentlemen, my My co-host has just put his head in his hands. (laughs) He cannot believe it and would just wish that I move forward. So I will, I will grant him that request partially. See, but the other part of of this match that really pissed me off, and quite frankly, the whole thing sucked, but there was one part that really pissed me off. Um... Eva Marie and Naomi were locking up, and and there was a clip on this on uh, clip of this on Twitter. If anyone cares to go back and take a look at it, but but poor Naomi had to literally walk uh, Eva Marie through this lockup because she couldn't do it properly. And yeah.
0: Watch your chat. I'm sending a message right now.
1: It, but, but, it, okay. but anyway, yeah. If, if she can't even lock up properly, then why is she in the ring in, in any capacity? I truly don't understand that at all. Um, okay.
0: So, you have a message.
1: Yeah, I see it. All right. So while my co-host uh, steps away from the screen for a minute, I will mercifully mercil- take over his Raw review. He's, skip- he's skipping on his duties here because he doesn't want to review Monday Night Raw. And quite frankly, I don't blame him uh, for that at all because Monday Night Raw is an abysmal program. Now, uh, so up next after uh, – well, actually, we have to go back because um, we were just talking about high points and low points, but I guess I have to go back and go over the show while uh, Elio is away from the camera. So we open Monday Night Raw with Ms. TV, and I really couldn't care – uh, less about Ms. TV at all. It, it's just absolutely, uh, absolutely ridiculous. So he, you know how uh, Johnny Drip Drip has his uh, drip stick. Well, now he's calling himself and all of his supporters aquaholics to get soaked tonight as he becomes Senor Dinero and El Banco, which is terrible Spanglish for Money in the Bank. You know, and I really thought things would get better when McIntyre came out because I figured maybe McIntyre would issue the Claymore kick uh, to Morrison just to end this segment. But No! No, not at all, ladies and gentlemen, because we have to hear another McIntyre history lesson where he regales us with tales of his long-lost relative, Davy Crockett. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Irishman Drew McIntyre and Davy Crockett are apparently related. And if this... If this segment in and of itself doesn't tell you how much Monday Night Raw sucks, I really can't help you as much as I would love to. This is just, can they stop? I mean, look, McIntyre is a phenomenal wrestler, but if this is what they're turning him into as a face, they really need to get back into being heal Drew McIntyre just so he can get off the mic and stop embarrassing himself with these story storytelling segments that he's being forced to, to sell on the mic. It is just absolutely ridiculous. So the rest of uh, the rest of uh, this Ms. TV segment is the majority of the Money in the Bank participants in the ring? And Matt Riddle is situated on top of the ladder and he says, I'm really high. I'm, and uh, Almost is almost as high as I am before, before, before Almost uh, knocks him off the ladder. Uh, thereby injuring his already injured ankle. Oh, and yay! Ladies and ben, gentlemen... Ben, 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 hold on, hold yes. on. So, thank the wrestling gods for my co-host because <laughs> I was just about to be forced to discuss uh, John Morrison versus Bracochetti and... Um, of course, this was after the in-ring segment with the latter and the majority of the Money in the Bank participants. But the next segment after that involved Ricochet breaking, um, breaking Morrison's strip stick before their match. So I'm really glad that I don't have to discuss that, and my co-host does. And with that being said, Elio... Please do your job. You agreed to do raw, and now I'm doing it because you were too lazy to get food before you went <laughs> on the air.
0: Take hey, I was out.
1: watching wrestling.
0: Okay, take care of your own shit, man.
1: You know the schedule. Oh, fuck.
0: Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna say I did like Riddle in the in the Miss TV segments. He was the best part of that segment.
1: Absolutely, but uh, can we can we agree? Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I think I think I won't get shot over the airwaves here, um, but we'll have to see. Ricochet should not have a mic in his hand. Stick to what you do in the ring, but please,
0: his, his problems are bad.
1: Yeah. Yes. But please stay off the mic.
0: All right, so let's see what we got next. I believe we were on the um, on the uh, second match. No, we are on the fourth match. Oh, we because they counted the two dark matches. Like, they go one, two, three, four. I'm oh, So next one after that, we had Mustafa Ali defeating Mansoor after after uh, getting his leg caught in the ropes and pretending to be stuck there. So Mantua was all worried, and and uh, Ali just rolled them up for the three count.
1: Well, my, Mantua got what he deserved right there. But in but in the in the meantime, they make Mantua look like a complete jackass. Because yeah, well, where are they go? Wait, okay, go on. Sorry. What? Because what professional wrestler is gonna fall for that
0: trick? <laughs> right. Now let me ask you this: so where, where are they gonna go with this one? Or what are they gonna do? Is he? Going to, is it, are they gonna manage him? Or are they gonna be a team or what?
1: I don't know. I mean, look, they're pushing Mansoor right now because the pl- I believe the plan right now is to try to get back into Saudi Arabia to do a show. Now that the um now that the uh, restrictions are lifting. So uh, they're trying to uh, build and serve back up on uh, Monday Night Raw, because prior to the pandemic, the only shows he was featured on or that I ever saw him on were, um, were the actual Saudi shows. And then apparently I found out after the fact that he had been featured several times on main event. I don't
0: know. And, I'm just not a fan of this guy. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, I. Well, in all fairness, um, I haven't seen enough of him to render an opinion. Honestly. Okay. Um, because I didn't watch main event. I still don't, and I don't watch the Saudi shows because I find them disgusting.
0: Well I actually um, I have uh I have in front of me I have like uh, other places he's uh, worked. Well he's he had one match in NXT UK at the WrestleMania Access against Travis Banks. He was in NXT. So that he, so he he had a run in NXT.
1: And that uh, he's on. On, on the A show or the B show? Um, oh so because I don't remember him on NXT TV.
0: No, I, it was uh, more, more of the B-show. Because uh, like these are like a list of uh, guys that he's defeated. Arturo Ruas, Dexter Lumis, Brandon Vink, Rinku Singh, uh, Steve Cullen, Wesley Blake, Shane Thorne. These were all at uh, uh, live, show, live events.
1: Right, so... By and large, outside of Dexter Williams, these are these are not these are not major players.
0: No, these were all at live NXT events. So he was mainly he was on live events. He was also in Evolve. Oh, was he? He had sure. like three matches in Evolve. He defeated Anthony Green at Evolve 146. He defeated Kurt Stallion. Remember him? Yeah, exactly. he's... no one does. Who is he?
1: He got. He was part of the most recent round of No, I know. I'm, I'm
0: saying. I'm saying. Who was he? No one remembers him. As how memorable he was.
1: No, not at all.
0: And uh, and he also defeated A. R. Fox at the Evolve 144.
1: Oh joy! Yes. Yeah,
0: so that's uh, his uh, background. So then we have uh, move on to uh, battle of the former teammates. Drew McIntyre defeating Ginger Mahal by DQ. Uh,
1: What are they trying to do (laughs) with Ginger Mahal? I don't know why we. It's not because because look right. So since he had that run as WWE champion in uh, 2017, which in my opinion was an abject failure. Okay. Um, he hasn't been featured very much either because of, you know, he he has had bad luck with injuries and, you know, he, he hasn't um, been on TV very much because of that. Because if, if you recall, he came back from, I believe it was an elbow injury. Um I could be wrong, don't don't quote me on this, but I believe I believe it was. We'll just go with that. So he came back from one injury and then a couple of weeks later he got injured again, knocking him out for another year or close to it. So pretty much like the last two years entirely he's been out until this most recent run. And it was it was really confusing because you know he um, Veer and Shanky were uh, were waiting backstage for him, and he rolls up on a uh, he rolls up on a pretty badass bike. So it looks like they're trying to push him based on his on-screen presentation, you know, they're giving the two heavies and the badass bike and all that stuff. Now, I I understand that there's history there with Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal as 3MB. I get that. Um, it's just that, one, I'm not interested in it, and two, where are they going with it? I'm very confused because... Because they're still trying to keep um, McIntyre on the main event scene uh, entangled in, in the WWE championship picture. Why? Well,
0: I, I don't want to hear any more uh, stories from Drew McIntyre.
1: Well, that's what I said. i I am so tired of of hearing about how, and this one on, on Monday Night Raw was ridiculous. Wait, was this
0: the history of his sword?
1: Well, well, he mentioned that, but then it got worse. Oh, no. I must have missed this part. Go ahead. <laughs> he go- he goes on to regale us with a story. I believe that this, this was before the match with Jinder Mahal, after which Mahal stole his sword, which is what... um. Which is what Elias is referring to, but I believe it was before all of this. He goes on to tell us how he's a distant ancestor of Davy Crockett. No, 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 no. What? No, nope, no. Nope.
0: Davy Crockett is uh, was he uh, Philadelphia the Liberty Bell? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, how is he distant of her ancestors? No, 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 no,
1: I'm going I'm to look up, because I don't know and I don't want to make myself look like an idiot on my own podcast. Just stop. So I'm going to so look up Davy Crockett. One thing I know for sure about Davy Crockett is he damn sure wasn't Irish. <laughs> um. So is, Dave, hold on. What is wrong with this guy? I cannot believe I'm waking up Davy Crockett right now. Oh, that's the
0: homework we give ourselves.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just very upset at this particular point in time.
0: So am I. I'm disturbed by my McIntyre's history lessons. I finished school in 2005.
1: Yeah, so... Okay, let me let me look. Let me see. American Fulcaro Frontier Okay, we know that. He is commonly referred to in popular culture by King of the Wild Frontier representing Tennessee in the U.S. House of Representatives serving in the Texas Revolution, Battle of the Alamo. Uh let's see. Pro war okay after his death he consumed he, he was credited with acts of musical proportions blah 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 okay so so in other words um oh okay I oh, Jesus it still sucks okay let listen, listen to this all right okay <sighs> he's not not Scottish, first of all, so he can't possibly be involved with Drew McIntyre in any way, right? Yeah, so stop, Drew. So, so wait wait a minute. So, it says right here, uh, this is according to Wikipedia now, the Crockett's were of mostly French Huguenot ancestry Although the family had settled in Ireland before migrating to America. The earliest known potential ancestor was Gabriel Gustav de Krakintagi. Krakintagi. I don't know. Okay. It says that David, David Crockett's father or David Crockett died in the Alamo. Um, I don't know. But, but, okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going all through the history here, and it says nothing about, about him being Scottish or Irish or any kind of connection to anything that Drew is talking about.
0: Okay, so, so Drew, stop telling stories, please. She- <laughs>
1: what well, you know, it, it said that his wife was was talking about David Crockett. It said his wife's Irish. But, I mean, what the, what, the, what the fuck? So it would make more sense if Sheamus was talking about this. Maybe Sheamus got his got his family history mixed up with Drew McIntyre or the other way around. I don't know. Hold, hold, hold,
0: hold. Drew, I'm not a young man anymore. I can't take this. My heart can't take this. Stop. Just thank you. I'm, well, not only, I'm not a young man anymore. It's not even Drew
1: McIntyre, but it's it, so, it's, so, it's a stupid writers. But I mean, like, who writes this shit on? Who puts this shit on on TV? And on top of that, okay, they all, they also made uh, Jinder Mahal look stupid because. Partially why he was upset with Drew McIntyre was because in their recent string of text messages, apparently, um, apparently, Jinder Mahal asked him if he wanted to go riding with him because he, you know, he came in on that bike, right? And, um, and Drew apparently had said that he was too busy, but instead of writing out, uh, the, the word to he put the letter to, he put the number to instead and I'm, I'm like so they, they did the whole thing based off of that how does this get past the writing staff let, let's, let, let, let's call the grammar police I just don't understand this yes it's stupid but even more than that it makes your performers look stupid as fuck it makes your performers seem as if they belong in a special class and that's insulting to the actual special needs children I mean
0: good god so should we? are we then with this match yeah Okay, so on to the next one. We had the team of Grand Metal League and Lindsay Dorado defeating Mace and T-Bar. I can't believe these two are still around. And
1: okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing. Mace and T-Bar so they, 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 they
0: should go back to NXT for real.
1: Tug the words directly out of my mouth. <laughs> then,
0: then we move on to the other highlights that I had, Riddle defeating AJ Styles, because I Riddle is like the best part of Raw lately anymore.
1: Oh yeah, Riddle and Randy Orton are like the only high point of Monday Night Raw.
0: Then we have a match that I don't really care about, we have Jackson Riker and Our truth defeating Cedric Alexander and Elias, now Our truth now all the guys from all the guys and chasing after 24/7 belt run to the ring. Our truth runs after, runs out after, runs out on his match. But yet uh, Jack's record still gets the win here. I don't know why they put Cedric Alexander in this because he got nothing to do with this feud.
1: Well, WWE has no idea what the fuck they're doing. So,
0: <sighs> so and uh, that brings us to our. Last match because it wait, wait, did it, it ended with a match, right? Or was there a segment after that?
2: Uh, let me let me look.
0: So let's see, um, what we have.
1: Hold on, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Hang hey, on one second.
0: Okay, so I'll just, uh, just go on to. So, so it was. No, there was a match, right? Don't know no segment,
1: right? Hold on, I'm trying to like it, it was. Um, it was Bobby Lashley and MVP yeah, okay. versus Xavier and Kofi. Yeah, okay. Event.
0: So Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defeat Lashley and MVP in the main event to close out Monday Night Raw.
1: This show sucks. This show
0: oh fucking sucks. Yeah, this was one of the lowest uh, ratings uh, on of the week. But yeah. uh, we're now gonna move on to AEW Road Ranger, their first live show back. So for, and I'm gonna for AW, th- A-W for, yes. For AEW, and I'm gonna throw that over to Ben for a much better show than a Raw was.
1: Oh, by ben. a long shot. Go, go on. Oh, thank God. Thank you for giving me a uh, Monday Night Raw at least partially off. So I I'll have to start off with a little light, although, although thankfully there's not too many of these. Okay. Um the South Beach Strap match between Cody Rhodes and Q.T. Marshall. Um, yep. Why would this um, Why would this lead off your your um, return to the road? Um, S-
0: secondly, did you notice what they did? They did a spot early on in the match that should have been done later in the match where the where the uh, the guys uh, go and touch on the turnbuckle while Cody's uh, touching the turnbuckle at the same time yeah,
1: well, um, yeah and um, yeah that was really stupid that could have held off until that's, until a, the- that's
0: a spot for the middle toward middle to, towards middle to the end of the match
1: Right and then they didn't they didn't even tease that again because they, they they ruined it the first time yep. it should have happened the first time, but instead um Qt Marshall took three consecutive crossroads before um cody Cody touched all four corners,
0: yeah, that was stupid three crossroads seriously, and of course there has to be blood in in cody matches
1: um. Well, yeah, but but this just this just seemed unnecessary. And yeah. if you're if you're gonna do this, this can be done in the middle of the show. I would not I would not have uh, had this lead off the show.
0: Okay, so what would then, you, what, what would you have had uh, to open the mat? You know what? You know I would have had Andrade and Matt Seidel opening the show.
1: Y- yes, I, I um, either, either that or, uh, hold on, I'm seeing what other matches we had here. Um.
0: There were, there were a lot of, them uh, like, backstage segments and a lot of interview segments on the show. Yes. So, um. <laughs>
1: Yes, there were. yeah yes, I, yeah, I agree with you. I would have had, I would have had um I would have either had FTR and Wardlow versus Hager. Um that would have been a good match too. Um or and uh Santana nope, or be- or Andrade versus Matt Seidel. Um ultimately I think I would have gone with Andrade versus Matt Seidel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't understand a lot of, um, what AEW does in terms of like flow of the show, but I, but I will say a lot of what they put out there in terms of like entertainment value is so much better than, um, than what wwe does and but the low light of all low lights here was when um mjf and jericho were having a uh, standoff they were uh, signing a contract um for which jericho was agreeing to go through all of uh MJF stipulations and wanted to get another um, match from him. Uh, so, um, so Chris Jericho said he won't back down from any stipulations. He'll accept anything, including having sex with MJF's mother. <laughs> um, that was that was, that was pretty funny. But then it then it wasn't funny before that because before this this um. Segment so could even get started. Um, at the end of where the crowd was singing Judas, some idiot tried to jump in the ring and attack Jericho and MJF. I saw
0: and who who punched him out. Who punched him in the face? Jericho. Right. Oh yeah. How oh, was it? Because I had seen that he was trying to get to MJF, and then Jericho just like uh, hit punched him.
1: Yeah, and I think I think because they cut away really quick, and I think MJF was trying to cover up for him because he was like, "Cut it, cut it, cut it," and um, you know it, it made for this really awkward pause. But then then uh, Jericho did a good job covering it up because he said I, he he was telling um, MJF once the statement got started. That he should have let the fat bastard knock him out. <laughs> um. So least so
0: the the said something good. They uh, they turned into something good, even though that shouldn't he, have happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. And, but then on top of that, after this all took place, the, the idiot that tried to jump in the ring uh, reached out to uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, looking for attention for what he did. Of course, um, Cornette shut him down, but then uh, then Jericho responded to him. And if I was Jericho or any of these guys, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even responded to the asshole because What did Jericho didn't... say? What?
0: What did Jericho say?
1: Um... Let's see. I I can um I can probably pull it up. Um, let's right.
0: see. Uh, actually, I'm gonna do that on my end as well. Let's see if there's anything here. So, I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna let Google sleep tonight. Chris Jericho responds to fan to AEW fan. Uh, let's take a look. Oh, here, I found it on noDQ.com. So, uh, yeah, I have the quote right here in front of me. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, I have the quote right here in front of me. Ben with uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah. So, basically, what Jericho said, do you really think that... uh, do you really think Jim Cornette would condone this, you fucking loser? Jimmy would have shoved a tennis racket up your ass and smashed your car windows.
1: Yeah. And, of, of course, um, the Fat Bastard's original uh, tweet to, at, to Jim Cornette and his co-host, Brian Lass, was, How did you like my AEW debut? I did this for all of us real wrestling fans. Wrestling is no longer a safe space for friends to dance around and play around. I didn't realize wrestling involved dancing, you fucking jackass. Uh, Reality can hit it any time. Did they think um, this is going to be playtime forever? Well, apparently, motherfucker, you thought it was playtime until Jericho did the right thing and punched your ass square in the motherfucking face. What is wrong with people? Seriously. Uh, I don't know, but I, but I'm very happy that uh, security was able to haul his ass out of there. Yeah, but, that, was, you
0: know,
1: that was really that was real funny, right? Oh okay. Yeah, haha! Ha, ha. It was the highlight of my wrestling year. But so I don't blame Jericho for punching him in the face. But I just wouldn't wouldn't have even responded to this asshole because, um, you know, you, you give him the the attention that he wants so that that's just me but anyway uh, <laughs> but moving on because I don't want to give this asshole any more attention the actual segment was very very good um, and then up next was, was Matt Seidel versus Andrade I did not like this match too much I because okay. I, I thought they could have given it a lot more time um the, you know hold on. Do, do you
0: think uh Matt said oh got more offense in than he should have yeah yeah uh, that's, he, a, that's uh what we were saying as well on the other show we were saying like that uh, he should he got a little too much offense in there nope oh. Do we have a run-in? Oh,
1: yeah. My plug. <laughs> my, my plug. Oh, okay. It's his room, too, so I can't get mad at him. <laughs> right. Oh, he, okay, just, he just wants to go to sleep. There you oh, Come on, buddy. Oh. Troy, which bed are you going to, baby? Right here,
0: live on the PC Fish Podcast, we have a dog
1: being put to bed. Well, no, I don't. He's older than me. I don't put him to bed. What the fuck? Um, no. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I gotta tell you, I love this boy so much. Okay, you don't want to sleep there? You want to sleep somewhere else? Okay. He's getting me in the big bed. He, oh, um, okay. He, he has two beds and another area where he sleeps. Oh, he, cool. has, he has three different areas. He's got a little bed under my desk, which he went to first, sniffed it, wasn't interested. Then he's got the, the big dog bed over in the corner. And then, and then he also sleeps on... My blankets gets it sometimes straight on the floor, and then when he gets the opportunity, he pulls it down so he has enough to burrow into.
0: You see, it's not your room anymore. See what's going on here? This is a hostile takeover, NWO style. That dog is secretly part of the NWO. He's taking over.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, brother? I, I don't give a shit because I love him so much. He can do whatever the fuck he wants as far as I'm concerned. As long as it doesn't involve shitting on my floor, (laughs) yeah, don't do that. Come on, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you just got introduced to Charlie, so that is awesome. That is his first official appearance on the podcast. Cool.
0: Very very cool. History is made. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so back to uh, Andrade and Seidel. Okay, we done with that one,
1: or yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look. The one thing that I liked was it wasn't a a, a, a regular squash match. But I, I will say I would have picked somebody else other than Matt Seidel for the debut.
0: I have a question. What do you think of uh, his uh, entrance? So that like, yeah, what he the mask that he wore? Yeah, you
1: know what. It looked a little weird, but it, it worked for him. It, it did
0: look weird, but it was it was it wasn't bad. I, I thought it was actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, plus plus let's 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 give the dude credit. He looks fantastic. Yep. And if if he can if if he has the opportunity to better illustrate what he can do in AEW versus WWE then more power to him because, you know, I think that this guy is one of the top wrestlers in the world right now. And what WWE did to him or how they messed up Andrade, it's just a mystery to me. So good on him for getting into AEW. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. All right. Um. Up next we had uh, let's let's see, Charlie, you got me all discombobulated here, man. You made me lose my place and all that shit. Okay, um, so then uh, then up up next we have uh, Tony is in the ring w- with um, Arn Anderson. Uh, shortly thereafter the. The lights go out, the, the lights had gone out earlier in the evening and they were played off as uh, technical issues due to severe weather, um, but then they went off again and Aleister Black, aka Malachi Black, um, as he is now known in, uh, in AEW, um, Delivers a black mask to Arn Anderson and later Cody Rose once he came in to try to make the save. What do you think of
0: this the debut?
1: I absolutely loved it. I marked the fuck out. I... There are very really few moments in wrestling that can make me genuinely go, holy shit. But I was so excited.
0: Is this what they were gonna do with it, what they were doing with him before uh, they cut him?
1: No, this is so much better. Did you see the? Did oh, you see, oh yeah, okay. No, did, no, you I, see, did you see the? Um, the, uh, the the I think yeah. Like the video he released on the on Instagram for this runner for what they repackaged him as. For um, for his AEW character, because before he did, debuted... no, I never, saw, I never saw it. Oh my god, you gotta see that! You gotta see this video. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh my god, it's
0: on AEW
1: on TNT, right? No, um, it's on Aleister Black's Instagram. He released it. Oh, of man. course, of course, nobody knew he was gonna come to AEW that night because everybody assumed that he was um. He was under the 90-day no-compete no that uh, a main, main roster talent gets from WWE, but apparently there was a massive uh, clerical error, and he still had the 30-day no-compete, which is typical for the NXT contracts. Um, and um, so he was able to take advantage of a major uh, slip-up by WWE.
0: I can't wait to see what they do. What they do with him in AEW? I kind of like. I like this in the name Malachi Black. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I really um, enjoyed it. So let me see if I can. Uh, the only find Mal- it for the,
0: the, you. On, the, the only other Malachi I know is from the character from Children of the Corn. I love that
1: movie. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, still- it is so. It is so, it is, it is so lame. It's great.
0: it is it's kind of boring and stupid but it's like a classic
1: (laughs) exactly so um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this and you can watch it after the show Um, because it's um, it is uh, 4 minutes and 46 seconds long
0: oh wow okay
1: oh hang on um, and then Facebook. So, but, right. but yeah. So, um, what did you think of of Malachi Black's debut? I liked WWE? it.
0: I like when when they cam when they put the camera on him and did the close up on his face. That look on his face that was awesome.
1: Yeah, and he was still selling the eye injury that Raven Stereo gave him. Both, oh, see, see. Both, both in the ring and in the promo video I'm about to send you. You see, I thought that
0: was like makeup on his like, So I like how they uh, just like, they, uh, that was, they well, had well, that. It, it
1: was, but it was, but still the fact that he was still selling that injury. No, I didn't know, I didn't know
0: that uh, Remy Stewart injured him though. I just to I just took it as just like wearing makeup around the eye.
1: Okay, I just sent it yep, to you. there so. we go.
0: Okay, I'll look at it after the show. Okay,
1: cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I completely went nuts for this. I thought it was fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and on top of that, I'm just so happy for the guy. I really am because. You know, I caught. Um, uh, he was recently interviewed by Renee Young on on her podcast, um, and uh, you know, he was just saying how incredibly frustrated he was because you know they weren't giving him any, you know, any uh, creative freedom, and they wouldn't tell him what was going on with the t- with the with the character, and. All this other stuff. So I'm just really glad that he able to uh, get on AEW. And yeah, he he escaped out the back door with that um, clerical error, which led to him um, getting to AEW two months faster. You
0: know what I don't understand though? Yeah, Selena Vega, they cut her, and now they brought her back.
1: Well, I. See, I don't, I don't get that, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to to, to eviscerate anybody, but my, my thought process on that was, I think it, I think she thought, um, Aleister Black was gonna, was still gonna be there when when the, when the contract negotiations were going on and then maybe she just got too deep into negotiations and came back anyway. Now, now, fans on Twitter are, um, are really going after her for being a sellout because... You know, when she left WWE she was really standing up for her for herself. Like, you're not gonna tell me what I can and can't be involved in or what I what I can do on my own personal time because they're like, Well, we don't want you using Twitch or anything like that. And and she and she didn't take too kindly to that and everybody was supporting her for really standing up for herself. And now that she's back in WWE, um, people are calling her a sellout. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not prepared to go that far because, you know, I'm just a person that if, if I don't know the situation, I'm not really going to um, go in on somebody. Um, ho- however, I w- I will go as far as to say that I can completely understand why people feel that way. Um, but I want to see I want to see where this goes. He's in money in the bank, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which I find completely ridiculous. <laughs> and 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 this and this money in the bank situation. I know, I know we're talking about AEW, and, and we'll we'll get back to it in a minute. But um, this this whole money in the bank situation has really blown up uh, since since it was revealed that Bailey tore her ACL, mm-hmm. and, and and we'll get into that um, much uh, deeper once we move over to the SmackDown review, because that was a that was a big area of focus on last night's show. Well, let's finish up with the AEW review first.
2: Okay. And
1: and then we'll uh, move on to that after the NXT review. Um, So, um, but getting back to AEW, um, yeah, my absolute high point was Aleister Black's return. I, I thought that that was absolutely fantastic. Fan slipping tastic, and um, okay, okay here, here here we go. I was like, "Where is it?" Then I then I found it again. Okay, so match number four was something I didn't really care about: the Bunny and the Blade versus Chris Satlander and Orange Cassidy.
0: Oh, I, the Bunny looked terrible. Chris Satlander looked great. That's all.
1: Well, the, well, the thing is, I like I like Chris Statlander, um, but I I, I don't uh, I don't understand the alien gimmick. That that's just my thing. I you don't get the alien gimmick. I I really I really don't. I don't know. I think it's cool. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I don't think no, it's I cool. Don't. But
0: no, I, don't, I, I don't get it either. I just think it's cool. Like it's a really cool uh, gimmick. she has going.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm definitely willing to give it uh, more time because I, I, I'm definitely a fan of hers. Um, but then, then they did this whole thing with Dan Lambert and American Top Team, uh, where um. Where they had um, Amanda Nunes, who is literally the best female fighter of all time, uh, she was there with him, and then so was um, so, so was Jorge Masvidal from the UFC, from the UFC, and Dan Lambert, and they're all part of American Top Team, and Dan Lambert owns it now. I don't know if you remember this guy. But he did a um, he did a um, program with Bobby Lashley in Impact Wrestling.
0: Yeah, I remember. He also he also um he was also with Tom Lawler in MLW. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. But okay, so that makes more sense then um, that he's he's involved. Um, but he just cut like a better heel promo than eighty percent of the. <laughs> Right. I,
0: was wait, I, was, wrestling. I was waiting to get your thoughts on his promo because I thought that was awesome. That was like one of the best promos I ever heard from like a non-wrestling uh, character.
1: Yeah, he he did a fantastic. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I was I was like, whoa, um, so, for the, someone that's the, so, for so, someone yeah. that's not in pro- the professional wrestling business. That was really fucking good. It's like, yeah, Tony Khan invited me to come to AEW, he said it would be
0: different, and then I got here, and you know what, AEW sucks. <laughs> like, jeez. Uh-huh. He's, like, he's like, wrestling died in the 90s.
1: <laughs> damn. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, um... Archer came out and he hit the blackout on him, so yep. uh, that was that was funny. his facial expression as he was up in position for the blackout was hilarious. <laughs> you know, so I I would actually have to call that a high point. Yep, that was, definitely. That was really cool. And then the main event as well, I thought was very, uh, very well done. The um. Um, I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best, but I, given that it was a street fight and it, it had Eddie Kingston and Penta in it, I'm not gonna complain. Um, but I still, I still do not get the fascination with the Young Bucks. I'm sorry. I just, I really don't. You're not a fan of the Young Bucks. I never have been. Yeah, I now, get yeah. Now I give credit where credits due. They've had, they've been involved in two of two of the best matches in the company. One was, uh, one was with the Young Bucks, and the other one was with Hangman uh, Page and uh, Kenny Omega at um, Revolution. Yep. So yep. I have no problem giving credit where it's due. It's just I don't I don't get it with them because they don't sell anything. And that's my biggest thing. I, I just I'm sorry.
0: Yep. No I get into I'm not I'm not a big box fan either. I just enjoy the matches. I'm just not a fan of theirs.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay, so um, that's the AEW review. Is that it? Yeah. All right. So now we are going to move over to NXT. Ben, the Great American Bash.
1: I th- I thought it was a decent show, but I, I mean, it, it wasn't. It wasn't anything special. So was, right? outside of the main, outside of the main event, I really thought the main event was good. All right, let's take a look. We had a total of
0: four matches on this uh, show. So we start with the NXT Tag Team Championships. MSK defeating Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa to retain the titles. They give this one 15 minutes and 30 seconds.
1: um, I I, I enjoyed it. you know they're really gonna. They're really gonna. I I like MSK from an in ring perspective, but I just don't know where they go in terms of character development.
0: Mm-hmm. And next we had for the million dollar championship. I can't believe this is actually being. Uh, I wonder, are they make? Are they gonna make this an official belt now? Or is it
1: just a whatever? Like well, the well, no, no, because no, they can't at this point because because the million dollar championship has never been an official championship. No, I
0: know. What I'm saying you think like oh, that's no. what I'm asking
1: because it never was before, right? No, I think, no. This is all this is all gimmick stuff. And now that now that uh, Grimes is the butler of. Uh, of um, LA Knight oh, wait,
0: wait, he's the butler. Wait, he's the butler of LA night. Yeah, uh, was that a stipulation in this match? Uh, by the way, LA Knight defeated Cameron Graham to move on to the championship.
1: Uh, yes, sir, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was, it, was a, it that was the entire stipulation. He's not moving on to anything, he's just a uh, He's the butler for No um, uh, no
0: no why why why? They were. I like this guy. They were. yesterday No job. but
1: but the, the I think the end game is gonna end up being really good.
0: Okay. Oh you know what? I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna give it time and see what happens. So I'm not gonna say anything right now. Yeah. Then next for the NXT women's Tag team championships. I can't believe this this happened. Iwo Shirai and Zoe Stark defeat Candice Lorraine and Indy Hartwell to pick up the new champions. What do you got? What do you got on this one?
1: I um, well considering what happened on SmackDown. Uh I Which will get I, into. I get it, but I still don't like it. Oh my
0: goodness, I can't okay. Yeah, um, I don't even know what to say, but that brings us to our main event Adam Cole defeating Kyle O'Reilly. We gave this match 24 minutes,
1: and, and that that was the match of the night, absolutely.
0: So, that yeah, this one, uh, what apparently this one was no, there was no nothing in this one, or it was just a straight wrestling match, right.
1: Yeah, it it was really good. All right, okay,
0: cool. All right, so that is the next team, Greener from Bash. uh, I kind of like that they didn't do night one and night two. I really don't like these night ones and night two. I like one show where we can just, like, get through the event, whatever it is. Yeah. Except for WrestleMania. That one I wouldn't mind two nights because WrestleMania is free and long.
1: Well, they just they just need to make it one night and have it be a shorter show, like it used to be back in the day. It, it doesn't yeah. need it doesn't need to be eight hours fucking long.
0: When I was a kid, WrestleMania was three hours. That's it. Like, I'll give you a perfect now. WrestleMania three, four p.m. four p.m. by seven p.m. it was over.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing so, with that.
0: I, like, I don't like these long these two hour kickoff shows that add nothing to it.
1: No, absolutely. They like just
0: stop. Like you are not you're not giving us anything. It's more talking than uh matches.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay, so that brings us to our SmackDown review, Ben. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a, well, it's a, it's a short show since uh, there was only three matches from what I see here on my screen.
1: I don't give a shit because but I, I not
0: Yeah, go on, because I can't believe the opening match. Jimmy Uso in the opening segment.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's literally the, the very first thing we see on the show. After the after the recap, okay, because because the opening was was Edge's return to ago and then him massacring um uh massacring Jimmy last week, right? Okay, so then the the very first um the very first face we see is Paul Heyman, but then who who do we see next? Jimmy comes right up to him and tries to blow past him to go see uh, Roman, and and then you know uh, Jimmy and Paul are having this conversation of of Roman's a very busy man. He wants to talk to you, but he's gonna have, he wants to do it on his time. You'll get his full attention. Roman just needs to handle some business first. Uh, which leads us to the video entrance, uh, to, or to the to the video introduction to the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we um, before we move any further, obviously, if you're listening to a wrestling podcast right now, you you obviously have heard uh, what happened with uh, Jimmy Uso this beginning getting arrested again for another DUI now according to various reports this is either his fourth or fifth total uh, DUI arrest I don't know which one I know he was found not guilty of one in 2019 but I think total this may have been his fifth DUI related incident um and this was his second in two years. Now but let's let's cut the bullshit for a minute and just talk about reality. Elio, do you think there was there would be any chance in hell that if that if if we were in Jimmy's position without family connections or or the right last name or whatever, if we were doing our jobs and we had gotten arrested for a DUI three days beforehand, would we be heavily featured the next next week doing whatever we were supposed to be doing? No. Or would we have been sent home and said, get your ass to rehab? I think we would be sent to rehab. So... Why isn't that the case with, with Jimmy Uso? Now, now before, you, before you answer, let me just say, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think that this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And uh, some things are much more important than wrestling. And life is one of them. And when you have somebody that has habitually gotten DUIs, and I can say that now because this is his fourth or fifth offense, uh, when does somebody step in and say, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck off the TV until you get your shit together. And look, it's not... It's not... You see? You're, you're making my co-host cough and choke. What the hell? Because, because I'm sick of it. I'm, literally, I'm sick of this bullshit. Because if this was anybody else, we wouldn't be having this discussion. The only the only reason Jimmy was allowed to be on TV is because of who he's related to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate using that argument in a lot of it are in most situations, but in this case, I think it's true. And now, but,
0: go on, go on. Sorry,
1: but let's let's talk about the bigger issue here. The man clear, clearly has an issue with alcohol. Yep. Um, and the the fact is, he has he has habitually been driving a five thousand pound missile on the road. Um you know, putting people's lives in danger. And, and my question to you is this. It, I mean, we all know that Jimmy needs help, and there's no way that, that uh, you know, WWE should be allowing this at this, at this point in time. Um, but ultimately, why the fuck is he on TV? Because... Because the only time WWE is ever going to do something about it is when he kills somebody. hmm And if he keeps going the way he's going, he's going to kill somebody, whether it's, whether it's himself. And, and this is going to make me sound like an asshole, and I'm really not trying to be. Um, but this is just how I feel because this particular issue – gets me very upset okay so let's just have that be a disclaimer uh, but if but if he kills somebody I would much rather it be himself because um, with the drunk driving because God help WWE if he kills somebody else. And they didn't do shit about it. Because, let me, let me tell you something. This is a very bad look for WWE. A very bad look. Because you're sending the message that Jimmy Uso isn't getting any consequences whatsoever. Now, look. First and foremost, I hope Jimmy gets the help he dis- he... Needs and I hope that he can get a grip on his alcohol issue. I don't know if he's an alcoholic. I'm not there, but it seems to me that if you've gotten towered four or five times for, G- for GUI, my next question is how many times have you done it and not gotten away with it? and the fact that you've been arrested as many times as you have and there's still no consequences to your actions from WWE side of things, when they've sent countless people to rehab for having an alcohol problem and other drug problems, what what the fuck? Is there a disconnect? I mean, so the, the only logical explanation that I can think of is that they don't want to upset Roman or The Rock because they're trying to get The Rock back to finish this uh, storyline with Roman, which is fucking disgusting because, you know, Jimmy's life and the, and the other lives that he's potentially putting in danger by doing what he's doing should be the top priority. I See, these are the kinds of things that drive me fucking crazy because... Yeah, you can go after WWE for their creative decisions or whatever and then, and that's all well and good because that's within the context of wrestling and everybody, you know, has a right to their opinion. This is not a matter of opinion. The fact that he's on TV right after this happened, you WWE, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together and Helps this guy out, and you know, make him realize that he has consequences. Because if he goes right back to to TV and then wins the championship and and thereby makes more money because of it, you know, what's to stop him from doing
0: this again? See, that's what I was gonna say. Now, now they're gonna watch. They're gonna get get another title run with the tag belts. Like, why? Go get your help. Go get your stuff together. The tag belts are gonna be waiting there when you get back.
1: But I, I don't. That's the thing. Like, I don't care about anything wrestling related. Yeah. I care about Jimmy Uso and I care about his life.
0: No, I'm saying see but I'm saying see like go go away like uh, instead, like he doesn't why why are they having him on TV? And they're gonna give they're gonna reward them again like they did the last time this happened.
1: I, and I just I don't get it. Now, now I know I know I'm coming off like a dick toward Jimmy Uso when I said I'd rather him kill himself than somebody else. But, but it's just one of one or two, one or both of those things is going to happen if he keeps going down the road that he's going on, and I don't want to see that happen.
0: You know what? You know it was a kind of what was a disturbing? just you saw the mugshot, shot, of course, right? Yeah. Was it just being? Was there, did he have a smirk on his face in that picture?
1: It certainly looked like it.
0: Like, like a, a smirk, like saying, like, huh, you, you got me." Like, why? Why are you? Why did smirk on your face? It's like he was like happy that he got busted.
1: Well, now, now that has nothing to do with happiness. That no, like that, I'm saying. I'm no, 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 no. I, I get it, but that, but that was because he was drunk.
0: Yeah. But I'm saying like he's smirking, like oh, why? This, yeah, this guy needs to go away and get some
1: help. Seriously, I I know, and it it pisses me off that we're even having to have this conversation because it is it is so absurd to me because if any of us regular nine to five people, um. Or or anybody that is not a well-known individual has that they're not being rewarded the next day when they go to work. That's not happening. I don't know. I'm just so sick of um hearing about Jimmy Uso already. I don't, you know. Yep. I care. I care about. I care about him because I'm a. I'm a decent human being and I, I want the best for people and uh, I want him to get the help that he that he can get because you know I I want him to be a, to be a happy productive um person um but the WWE is not helping him by shielding him you know, and all, all, you, all you heard about for three days prior to this was how WWE was so pissed off at him and so disappointed. And then on Friday, he's one of the first faces we see on the show. Yeah, that's a real positive message you're sending to people. You know, that, those are the kind of things that make me just say, fuck this company. I don't, I couldn't even care less. But before I blow a gasket, because I can see my, I can see a vein rising in my temple. I let's move on to the actual wrestling before I, before I get really upset.
0: Yeah, one, one day we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna start renaming this the movie podcast, the PNC movie Prog- podcast. That's how sick we get. So
1: yeah, we're going to move on. I I mean, and and you're right. this episode needs to be called the Wrath of Ben because I, like when I saw that. I not only did I did I message you, but I texted my friend because we we had just gotten off the phone. Um, when um when uh, the show had already gotten started, so I I had missed. That I had missed the finer points of, of the opening segment but as I'm talking to him I'm like holy shit Jimmy Uso is the first thing we're seeing on the, on the screen and he was like are you fucking kidding me you know I, I, I just don't get it I will never understand the the, um, the priorities of this company because they are WWE routinely demonstrates that their priorities are ass backwards, mm-hmm. and this and this is a particularly egregious example because this isn't storyline. This is real fucking life. You know, uh, whatever. But anyway, um, so. The the first match of the evening is Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin. How many fucking times do we have to see this, this I, 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 I have a question. Is Baron Corbin a face? I think they're trying to make him one. I don't, I don't think it's going to work. Oh, how is that going to happen? No one wants to cheer this guy. I know. <laughs> That's why it's not going to work. Oh, okay. Uh-oh.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, did you catch Michael Cole? Um, uh, mess up. Uh, wait, see, when uh, uh Cor- Corbin was attacking um Nakamura and uh, Rick Boogs uh, went to help Nakamura, yeah, right? Uh, Michael Cole said, and there's yeah. Boogs going to help Corbin.
1: Oh, god, did
0: you catch that?
1: No, I didn't.
0: I, I I had to go back and listen to make sure I didn't miss here.
1: Yeah, but anyway, so I really didn't care about that match because we've seen it so many times. Uh, and then Natalia and Tamina versus Shotzi and Knox. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that what they're calling? Is
0: that what they're calling them? Knox?
1: Yeah, Shotzi no, and No, Knox. no, what? Why? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit here. Okay, my my this head. is the, the, oh, <laughs> well. My head. <laughs> the, I I'm right there with you, and if I get if I could FedEx or, or overnight some high powered motion, I would help you. <laughs> um. Hopefully you have some motion within reach because you're gonna need it by the time I get through the SmackDown review. So this is rant number two of, of SmackDown portion of the show. But let's backtrack a little bit because on uh, NXT uh, this past Tuesday, the the count cal- the battery level. That we've been that we've been seeing being oh. teased. Okay, yeah. Uh, reached one hundred, and it was revealed during the women's NXT tag team title match that Knox was behind that, and that she has returned. That's stupid. And then,
0: stupid. She,
1: and then <laughs> she she had a stare down with Candice LeRae because. Before uh, Knox got hurt, she was in a feud with uh, Candice Lorre. That's um,
0: stupid. That that battery was for her return. That was that's stupid. Why? So,
1: so so you have her return on on NXT on Tuesday. You have her teasing, con- continuing her feud with Candice Lorre, only to have her debut uh, with. Shotzi on SmackDown three uh, three days later. Uh, Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That's issue number one. Issue number two, um, both of these girls are singles competitors uh, and had nothing to do with each other at all in um, NXT. um, And now you expect me to buy them as a tag team? Uh, Fuck you. Um, because did, I'm, uh, did, did they
0: bring up where how uh, they've been friends for a long time? Well, I didn't catch that
1: thing. No, Christ I no no
0: no. I'm asking if uh, you, if uh, they had uh, mentioned at any time on SmackDown.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't catch that. Oh, but okay. hopefully right.
0: No, um, I'm saying because you know you know how that how they
1: do uh, that all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And then no, number three. Uh Question here, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring up uh, Shotzi Blackheart, first of all, I would like you to refer to both of these women with their full names. It's Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Thank you.
0: Not Shotzi and Knox. First Thank of all, Knox, Why Knox. Oh, that's stupid. Come on.
1: But whatever. Anyway, but. That's that's the least of the concerns, even though that is a concern. Um, Elio, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, wasn't uh wasn't Shotzi Blackheart? I shall not call her Shati, Um, involved in a tag team with Ember Moon? Yes, they were tag team champions. Yes. So and and they just dropped those titles. Uh to um to Eo Shirai and Zoe Stark, right? So
0: Shazi,
1: Blackheart. No, did drop drop the candles or and the well? Oh oh yeah, I'm sorry. And uh yeah. and and, and Cindy um, yeah, yeah. drops him to uh to um
2: Zoe, Zoe, Zoe and Eo. Yep. Anyway,
1: yep. okay. So I'm all just because I'm so pissed off. Excuse me um but so if you're going to call up a tag team why not Shati and Amber Amber Moon was on the main roster does so, yeah so it makes much more sense plus they're an established tag team but no we have to call up two people that have nothing to do with each other and, and they're already fucked on the main roster because their first match was against Tamina and Natalia. The best part of this match was before the match even started. Tamina almost got hit in the face with that, uh, with that ball coming out of the fucking uh, uh, tanks. Um, it, what, what do they call that thing? The, thing the, ball, about- the, ball, pit, the ball pit. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so she to Tamina almost gets hit in the face with that uh, ball. I, I I legitimately laughed at that one. Um but look here, but he uh, I I am gonna have aneurysm. Uh, this match was, was four minutes long. Four minutes long, and you expect me to take this tag team seriously. What the fuck is going on? Tamina, once again, proves that she cannot wrestle her way out of a paper bag. Oh, my God. And then, and then, here's where shit gets really complicated, because... As I mentioned, um, Bailey was injured and is now reportedly out nine months with a torn ACL. That completely sucks. And I think the reason why they're calling all these people up is to try to cover the the tracks of of Bailey being out. They're trying to compensate. Um, Okay. Okay. I have a thought. Instead, because not not only did Shotzi and um, uh, Shattie and Tegan get called up, but also Tony Storm got called up. She didn't debut, but but she's coming soon. So here, in, instead of instead of uh, debuting uh, Shotzi and Knox as a tag team, why don't you call them up? as singles competitors because that's what they fucking are. So
0: maybe, maybe, so I might have been wrong uh, about main event. That, that might have been a dark match on Raw, Tony Storm. Well,
1: maybe. But, the, but the they, no, she, she's coming to SmackDown. Oh, shit. Did, did they do a for her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, okay. So, instead of debuting at uh, them as a tag team. Why not bring up all three women individually because that's what they are singles competitors. And then that way the women's division has a little bit of oomph while Bailey is out. But no, you cripple your your division by putting another worthless tag team together. And why do I call them worthless, ladies and gentlemen? Not because I don't respect the hell out of their talent, which I do. Um but I call them worthless because that's what the women's tag team titles are they are fucking worthless pointless creations that don't mean shit okay the the certificate that I have on my wall is more is more legitimate than than the uh, than the women's tag team. Those are, and that be an honorary member of the roster for the uh, for the company that I'm involved with. Okay, that's more legitimate than the, the than the tag team titles. So we have we have that issue. That's t- that that takes care of the rant on four separate issues that I have with with what we're seeing here. Okay, now. Here's number five. I have to take a breath because I'm about to. Okay.
2: Breathe. Number.
1: <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm working on it. <laughs> so now. Now that uh, Bailey needs to be replaced because she was she was originally scheduled to take on Bianca Belair at uh, Money in the Bank, somebody else needs to come in and take Bailey's spot. Well, that person is Carmilla. Why I don't know. Apparently. Uh, Liv Morgan agrees with me because she comes down and says, "Well, wait a minute! I've beaten Carmella three weeks, and I- I've beaten Carmella before, and and I've won my last three matches. Um, because who knew winning matches on TV should eventually lead to opportunities such as this?
0: You know, I just, I just got an idea." <laughs> Well, hold, hold on. And, uh, yeah, no go on, my... go, no, go on, but I just got an idea that might uh, make sense out of all of this. Go on.
1: So, so now Car- Carmilla takes Bailey's place, but the match has been removed from Money in the Bank and and Liv Morgan will take um, Carmella's place in the Money in the Bank fighter match. Um, but, but then, uh, you know, th- this whole situation is so ass backwards. Now, now I, I acknowledge that they were in, they were in a bit of a bind with Billy getting hurt and they were in scramble mode. But if you think logically, none of this makes sense whatsoever. So, what were you, what were you uh-huh.
0: under- I'm about to make sense all of all this. So, okay. Bailey is out with an injury. They replaced her with Carmella to go against Bianca Belair, right? Yeah. Carmella is against Bianca Belair. That takes you out of the money in the bank, right?
1: Well, no. They, they, moved, they moved it out of Money in the Bank, and they moved it to next week on SmackDown.
0: Oh, the match. Yeah. Oh. You know, now, that, now that really fucked everything up Okay, Because I was going to say If Carmella was out of the money in the bank Liv Morgan wins the money in the bank Carmella wins the belt Next week And uh, Liv Morgan cashes in On Carmella
1: Well It's a possibility Because that's what uh, That's what uh, Liv Morgan Mentioned to uh, That's the exact uh, scenario Liv Morgan Morgan mentioned to Carmella.
0: See how I made every I made everything make sense. But yeah, I'm, I but, I just wrote WWE's yeah. uh, show for them. You're welcome.
1: Well, th- they should have somebody else writing TV for them because they certainly <laughs> as fuck can't. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, I I wish Bailey the best. Um, you know, she she has been the MVP of the. Um, of the uh, pandemic era, and this is just absolutely terrible. The timing of her injury. Um, but um, up next we have <coughs> we have Chad Gable. <coughs> or, no, I'm sorry. We have uh, Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro for the last spot in the Men's Money in the Bank Fighter match. Uh Rollins got the victory there, which really pissed me off because I really wanted Cesaro to win, but obviously Cesaro's push is done. Um for the time being. Which
0: stop doing this to this guy, stop.
1: The the level of stop and start with this guy is fucking I hate it. <laughs>
0: Okay, hold on. All right. Let's see if we're back here. Are you good? Yeah, I'm
1: sorry.
0: I just had to mute you there. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I had a, a coffee attack dealing with the stupidity of <laughs> WWE. I'm allergic to their bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. So uh, yeah, I really wish that they would push uh, Cesaro on a more consistent level. Yep. Um, but having said that, the the men's Money in the Bank field looked absolutely great. So I hope that I hope that they can do something special with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match because the the lineup looks really good for that. Um. Next up, we have. Uh, we have Otis and Chad Gable. Nobody cares. Um, and then here comes the main event segment with um, with Roman and Edge. Uh, Edge calls out uh, Roman. Uh, Roman wants to um, uh, wants to do this on his own because. This is a continuation of the opening segment of the show, which which saw the the whole entire bloodline reconcile and seemingly deal with their issues, uh, which really pissed me off because that, that put even more spotlight on uh, Jimmy Uso uh, after after the issues that we discussed a little bit earlier on, and then the um the last segment of the show, um, Roman was going to confront Edge by himself, but here come both Usos to back him up. He's seemingly pissed off and doesn't understand why they did that, Um, but it's a good thing that they did because here comes um, Ray and Dominic to get revenge on the Usos. And the... uh, and the show ends with um, with Edge delivering alternating uh, alternating uh, cross faces with the uh, chair legs in the mouth of uh, Roman Reigns and uh, G- and Jimmy Uso
0: with their seventy plus uh, camera
1: angles. Oh my God! You know those those. These people don't know how to shoot television. They don't. I mean, if, if I mean, if anybody has um has epilepsy while they're watching this show, God bless, God bless you for trying. But I would avoid watching watching WWE television just so you don't have to go to the hospital.
0: This is why I recorded tonight. I want us to sit down and watch it, but I don't.
1: No, I what what I do now, Elio, is number one, I record it so I can skip all the commercials. Yeah. But much more often than not, I um I have the volume turned down, so I don't have to hear the the um the commentary and and then most of the time I can walk away when I see all the camera cuts and blah oh. blah blah. I sure but it's, it's just—it's terrible.
0: All right, so that's that. Is that all we got for SmackDown? <clears throat> hmm.
1: Yes, I'm sorry.
0: All right, so um, Ben, <laughs> I was on TikTok the other day, and I—I I follow a bunch of like wrestling creators, content creators. Okay. <laughs> So I came across one that was that decided he was gonna do a video ranking the five worst themes in wrestling history.
1: Oh, I wanna hear this.
0: So I'm gonna play a little snippets, okay? Because I have I have the video in front of me. So and I'm gonna read out five to one, okay? Yeah. So Can you hear that? Yeah. Who is that? Do you recognize that one?
1: Um it it's escaping me right now. Who is it?
0: It's the Basham Brothers. They're number five.
1: Well that I that I can see. Okay.
0: Okay, number four.
1: Well, well, before the Brood's team um, kicked off, which if that's on the list, then fuck this guy.
0: Okay, but well, uh, who, who was number four?
1: Before um, that. Was it, that sounded like Io um, Shirai. Io
0: Shirai. She's number four on this list. Fuck off. No. Here we go with number three, which you already said.
1: The Brood has one of the best theme songs. What the hell? <laughs> I know. What are you talking about? What the fuck is this guy on? <laughs>
0: That's number three on this list. Here we go, with number two. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree with I agree with that one. Pre <laughs> <laughs> Bell is number two.
0: And here we go with number one.
1: Absolutely, I agree.
0: <laughs> right to censor. Those are the top five worst themes <sighs> in wrestling history, according to this guy. Ooh, but to put so- the to put the brute on there, that is. And Eosharai, that is egregious. Putting the brood and Yoshirai out there, are you serious? There are much worse themes than those. So those are, the, those yeah. are not more, the worst themes, those are some of the two of the best.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, let's break this down, ladies and gentlemen. We have the Basham Brothers in number five. Yep, we had uh, Eosharai. Yush, which is a fucking travesty because that's a very very cool theme yep. Three we had the brood which this guy this, this guy is clearly on drugs with that pick <laughs> That's one of the coolest themes in the history of wrestling. Uh, n- number two was Brie villa which I agree with I, I can I can get down with that. And one, right to censor. Right now, I can't really argue with that because that is a very um, auditorily annoying uh, theme. But I don't think it's the worst theme in history.
0: Now, this guy had, does have his own podcast, which I don't even know the name of. But I'm going to tell you what his, his name on uh, his handle is that he uses on TikTok. The infamous opinionist.
1: Well, I got to tell you, sir. Um, it is, it is, I, I am I am well within my First Amendment rights to tell you this. Uh, your opinion regarding the brood and EO Shirai, uh, you can fuck right off with that. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? You oh, know. God. You know. I, I mean, just those two picks, you have, you have completely eliminated yourself as being credible in this conversation.
0: Now, Ben, before we close out the show, do you have remote control?
1: It's within arm's reach.
0: Well, and I'll tell you why. Because I was recently inside the PNC vault, and I found a box of old videotapes. God. And on these videotapes, now mind you they're out of order, okay? Like they're not, they're all over the place. They're not in the proper order. Right. I found two episodes of a show called Southwest Championship Wrestling from
1: 1983. And and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that run by Tully by Tully Blanchard's dad?
0: Yes, it was. It was run by Joe Blanchard. All right.
1: See, I do know some shit.
0: So, here we go. The, the The first one we have, we start the first show. This is the first of two shows, ladies and gentlemen. We start with an interview with Manny Fernandez and Mill Masquez. Are you familiar with the, either of these two?
1: I'm I'm more familiar with Mel Mascaris and I have heard the name Manny Fernandez. Okay,
0: so Manny Fernandez, he was the raging Bull Manny Fernandez. He often he was managed at one time by Paul Jones and he uh he frequently teams with a uh, Rick Rude. Right. Okay. So in the first match of the night, uh Manny Manuel Villalobos and Henry Garcia defeat the Smoke and El, the Snake and the El Lobo. These are two masked wrestlers. Now, I myself, I the only name I recognize here is Manuel Villalobos.
1: I don't recognize any of them.
0: Then we have Bobby Fulton defeating the Black Cat. Do you know? Do you recognize Bobby Fulton? Yes. The Fantastics, yes. And I have found that uh, we get a Bobby Fulton interview where he goes over, he is currently feuding with Eric Embry. He's another one that was a big name, that's a big name in Southwest.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of Eric Embry.
0: And then we have a promo by the Sheep Herders. What? The Sheep Herders.
1: Oh, God. What? I, I, I can only imagine that they were heels with a name like that.
0: Well, this team is, was made up of uh, of uh, Luke and Butch.
1: Oh, my God. Al- al-
0: along with their manager, Jack Victory.
1: Now, these guys... Oh, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You mean to tell me that the Sheep Herders are also known as the bushwhackers
0: who are the bushwhackers remember this is 1983 i don't know who the bushwhackers are i only know the sheep herders
1: oh yeah yeah. yes a nine-year-old i give Ha, ha, ha. Well, uh, I'm talking in terms of wrestling history, so maybe the current. Okay, oh, wait, o- wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait shut a minute. the fuck up. Hold on, I'm
0: in 1983, you're in 2021, so okay, yes, I uh, the sheep herders, yes, the bushwhackers, but yo, uh, if you know if you're watching WWF in 1989 with the bushwhackers. With the herders, I'm sorry because I don't know who the bushwhackers are in my t- timeline here, but um.
2: Oh the, my god!
1: The sheep. I, I I applaud your dedication to a bit. I really do. The sheepherders are crazy.
0: They were bloody and violent.
1: Yeah, well, well, and that, and that is in sharp contrast to what they would become later on. Holy jeez, guys. Uh, some of the, ma- the matches that
0: they've had, because I saw one match, I forget who they were uh, facing, but yeah. <laughs> Crazy Luke Williams. Now we know why they call him Crazy Luke Williams and Wild Butch Miller.
1: Oh, good Lord.
0: All right. So actually, um, oh, I believe this is the one. The sheep are facing Gary Bauer and Bob Garcia, which I don't know either of these two.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either either.
0: Then we have Manny Fernandez and Mel Masqueress and Al present in an interview. They're talking about uh, their feud that they are currently involved in with um the Commonwealth team, which I believe we will get into in the what?
2: You
0: know, the common, the Commonwealth team. We will get oh into God. that. I, I we get were that talk, in. I thought
1: I you were talking about a government agency for a second. No, I'm like, we, wait a minute. <laughs> we, we'll
0: we'll talk about that in a future episode. Uh, in our next week's episode, we'll talk about them.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Then we get um. Then we get a run in by Bobby Jagger's Tony Falk and Bobby Fulton following a, a Southwest Championship tag team match where Al Perez and many friends defeat the Fabulous Blondes.
1: And who are the Fabulous Blondes?
0: Uh, Fabulous Blondes, I can't uh, think of their names off the hand, but uh, I believe... Uh, yeah, I don't have their names in front of me right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get back to that one. However, um, the, the main event. The main event featured Hangman Bobby Jaggers. Do you know this name? Where no. you are? No. Okay. Well, Bobby Jaggers, Hangman Bobby Jaggers, was a big name in uh, Southwest. And in your timeline, he is also a big name. He uh, he's often teams with Ripley Crippler Oliver.
1: Which is um, another
0: uh, which is another name.
1: Yeah, I uh, yeah, Yeti. I'm not I'm not doing too well in terms of recognizing <laughs> these names here. So brother.
0: so so in this match, I forget who he was uh, feuding with at this moment for this moment in time. He defeated Killer Tim Brooks by disqualification and then um, he was involved
1: in Killer f- Killer Tim Brooks actually trained uh, Keith Lee.
0: And he was and uh, Bobby Jaggers is involved in a feud which involved a can of yellow paint. Oh, However, where the loser would have a streak of yellow paint put down his back to show that he is a coward.
1: Oh, yes. Wrestling was never an industry full of subtlety, was it?
0: And now we can move on to the, to the second episode for this week. We have an interview with Manny Fernandez and Tiger Conway Jr. In our opening match. Ben, this, uh-huh. team, this team, I really love this team. I don't know if they're still around where you are. Or if you ever heard of them in the past, like in the 80s or 90s. But here they are pretty popular. They are a big name, and I'm talking about Chino Hernandez and Tully Blanchard.
1: Yes. Okay. Now, now you're getting into territory I recognize.
0: Okay. Now, in this opening match, they defeat Tony Torres and Tiger Conway Jr. Now, the second match, you might recognize uh, this name. Now, have you heard of a name called, a guy named Scott Casey? Uh yeah. Okay, remember he he's uh he wrestles in the WBAF as uh, an enhancement talent. Right. However, he was a, he is a big na- name here in Southwest. He oh, is really? like one. Of, he's like one of the top guys in this uh, promotion. So he he defeats Tugbo Taylor in the second match. Then we have team of Ivan Podsky and Manny Fernandez defeating Doug Summers in the Larry Lane. What do you know about Ivan Putzky?
1: Um, I uh, not not much, admittedly. Although I do recognize him as being a bigger name for the time.
0: Yep, and uh, he, I believe, uh, we. Um, he will be wrestling in the WBF. He will be at Madison Square Garden on October seventeenth.
1: Yeah, he won, uh, and um, he was a he was a big. Um, I believe you saw that card. I. Uh, was... What year was that? October seventeenth. What?
0: Uh, it's not. It's
1: nineteen eighty-three. Okay. Yeah, that that was the. Um, what car was that remind me? Yeah,
0: uh Jimmy Snook is gonna be challenging Don Rocco Free and Championship. Oh, oh, okay, okay,
1: yeah. I do I okay, I, I do remember that card. Yeah.
0: All right, then we get another a promo by Blanchard, Gino Henne, and that's followed by an interview with Dick Slater. Does that name ring a bell?
1: Yeah. I, re- right. I, re- I remember him being on uh, Star Arcade 83.
0: Okay, following this, we have an appearance by Mr. Texas. He defeats Eddie Mansfield. Now, Mr. Texas is wrestling under a mask, and some are saying that he is really Scott Casey, who was run out of the territory.
1: Well, I'll tell you who was really run out of wrestling was It was uh, Eddie Mansfield. Cause he was on, um, he was on a dark side of the ring for something. I, I forget. Um, oh yeah. You know what he was, you know, he was on there for, um, the, who, who is the, um, oh God, who was the, uh, UWF guy? The, um, the her, her, what was his name? Herb Edwards. Or, Herb uh, Edwards. Burns. Yes. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, Eddie Mansfield was, was featured in that uh, in that documentary.
0: In the main event, we had a handicap match. The newcomer Tank Patton defeats Lee Colivard and Jesse Gonzalez and never heard of either of these three names.
1: No, I, I haven't either. All right. So
0: those are the two episodes uh, that I found on the, the VHS here in the vault. And I have two more that we're going to go. No, I have three more, but each one has uh, I believe, two episodes. So we're going to go over the next two episodes next week.
1: Yes. And hopefully I can do better at identifying who was the face and who was the heel. This, this one was just a, um, a test episode to see if... Uh, yeah, this
0: was a smaller episode more of a test. I, I was going to go with Volume 16, but I saw that this one was labeled Volume 7, so I thought we would start with this one. It's a, it's a shorter show.
1: And then uh, next week, we'll actually get into me trying to predict um, who was who based on the storylines, and that'll be a... That'll be like a, a quiz for Ben. So apparently, Ben has homework to do.
0: All right, fans. So, from, from my uh, co host in the future, I'm Elio Canella here in 1983, signing off. I'm
1: going to send it over to Ben. Oh, God. The the DeLorean must have sent my co host some very powerful drugs. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Uh, I okay. can't hear you. Okay, look. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, before I have a what? Psych, before, before I have a psychological, aka psychedelic breakdown, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off and and ask Elio to hit our goddamn ultra music <laughs> before he embarrasses himself and further. brother.